Hello and thank you for joining us. This is Finding Our Freedom, a show dedicated to empowering yourself, finding your freedom, and achieving the life you deserve. This is episode 6 of season 3, and today is Thursday, September 29th, 2022. So, if you look in the news today, you would be faced with numerous issues that the world is currently facing. Today alone, Russia continues to move towards annexation of currently occupied Ukraine territories, threatening to use nuclear weapons if needed. While the U.S. sends another $1 billion in military aid to Ukraine, well, needless to say, we have numerous problems here in the U.S. Here at home, on top of our political leaders failing at every turn and spending millions, if not billions, of dollars to continue to fight to not help the citizens of this country, but to increase their own political base. The White House continues to make meaningless threats against Russia, stating that if Russia moves forward with the annexation, the U.S. will be prepared. We will prepare for what, though? What are we going to prepare for? Russia invaded Ukraine, and we threatened consequences. Russia moved forward with attacks, and we threatened consequences. And continually, Russia moves forward with their plans to take over Ukraine, and all we do is threaten consequences. And nothing else happens. Now, I'm not saying I want to send our military over to the Ukraine. What I am saying, though, is that the White House is playing an extremely dangerous game with the Kremlin. And with two superpowers like the U.S. and Russia, well, I'm not sure it's a game we want to play. Especially when we have issues here in our own country. Several issues that need to be addressed. I mean, look at our homeless issue. How many people could we have housed, treated, fed, and helped with $1.1 billion? But instead, our politicians decide to send it overseas. To send it, not to the U.S., not to help those that need help here in our country, but to make a political statement against Russia. And at the same time, we have politicians using immigrants as political pawns. This is on both sides. The Democrats claim they want to help immigrants and the Republicans claim they want to solve the border crisis. However, neither side does anything meaningful to help. And why simply? Simply so that they can use the issue as a political tool. Let's be honest, during the last two years, the Democrats had the House, they had the Senate, and they had the presidency. They could have passed numerous laws during that time to help with the immigration crisis. Instead of hiring 85,000 IRS agents, they could have hired immigration lawyers and made the process to become a citizen more streamlined. I mean, start by offering amnesty, similar to they did in the 1980s, and get more people to start the process to becoming a citizen. But none of this will be accomplished because our politicians, they don't care about us. They don't care about the immigrants. They only care about themselves. And then, of course, they're lobbyists. Before you think I'm on the Republican side, though, think again. The governors of both Florida and Texas, well, they should be ashamed of their actions. Bottom line is neither side is interested in helping anyone. There is no way these governors thought it was good for anyone, the individual immigrant or people in either Texas or Florida, to move these immigrants to 
any of the locations that they moved them to. It was simply moving them to a liberal-based city in order to make a political statement. They didn't care who they hurt. Bottom line, neither side is interested in helping. The Democrats have something to point to with this new policy of moving the immigrants out of their states. And they, they, for their part, they simply hand the immigrants off to the military to be housed and sheltered and taken care of. And while this is all going on, Florida is facing Hurricane Ian, which right now has been downgraded, fortunately, to a tropical storm, but only after hitting Florida and causing billions. Hey, think, we could have used that money for Florida. But billions of dollars in damage, with rescue operations currently on the way. Little late, but this was definitely an evacuation event. I know people prefer to shelter in place, and in many cases, that might be the better choice. But sometimes, large hurricanes to be included, wildfires here in California, and other events, you have no choice but to evacuate. If you wait too long, you usually find yourself regretting it. My prayers go out to those affected by the storm, and with all those firefighters, police, National Guard members, and civilians working hard to save and help their neighbors. Because the bottom line is, we should all be willing to help each other. Because when it comes down to it, we are our best defense. And we are the only ones that will truly help each other through those tough times in life. As we continue to move forward, the U.S. continues to move further into a recession. But of course, our government and news agencies continue to try to hide the true effects with articles such as the current one in CNN Business. Latest GDP reading confirms the U.S. economy shrank for two straight quarters, supporting one, get this, one definition of a recession. Until recently, that was the definition of a recession. If the economy continued to shrink for two quarters, you entered a recession. But that's not it. The article further reads, the latest scorecard on the economy may reignite the debate as to whether the United States has been in a recession, commonly defined as two consecutive quarters of negative growth. Some economists and policymakers, however, have rebuffed claims of an early 2022 recession, citing robust job growth, consumer spending, and manufacturing. People going back to work is not robust job growth. The government shut down the economy. The government put a lot of people into the unemployment bracket. Then, when the economy reopened, people went back to work. That is not job growth. That is simply people going back to work. The jobs were already there. The people already had them. However, the official arbitrary is a panel of National Bureau of Economic Research Economists who take an array of economic indicators into consideration and can revise the data many years later. Thursday's third estimate of second quarter GDP, right, that's right, they had to estimate this three times, and it is based on more complete data than what was available last month and reflects 
upwardly revised levels of consumer spending, federal government spending, and business fixed investments. Those were, however, offset by a downward revision to exports and investment in housing, the BEA said. So, what they're telling us is a definition that we have always used. Well, it's no longer valid because it doesn't tell the story they want to tell. The truth is, we're in a recession. And we have been in a recession since last spring. Inflation continues, currently sitting at 8.5%. And now, to battle, battle that inflation, interest rates are increasing by three quarters of a percent, bumping the federal funds rate to a target range of 3.0 to 3.25%. So, what does that mean for all of us? Well, for all of us, the Fed interest rate hike will have a range of impacts. If you are planning to finance a major purchase, a house or a car, for example, guess what? Your payments will end up being higher. Also, if you have credit card balances, Yep, your interest rates will start to climb. So my question is, how do we survive this? How do we do more than survive? How do we thrive during this time period? Well, the good news is, this isn't the first time. We've been through this before. And, unfortunately, it will happen again. Every time this happens... Every time this has happened in the past, there are people that have and that will suffer. And there are people that will thrive, even to the point that they become millionaires. The question is, what side of things do you want to be on? Well, if you're like me, you will want to thrive and take advantage of whatever opportunities you may have. And it all begins with preparing your finances so that you can take advantage of your opportunities as they arrive. Now the truth is, 56% of Americans say they are not financially prepared or don't know how to prepare for a recession. But the first step is to get your finances in order. Reassess your budget. If you're like many people, you may have never had a budget before. Or you had one that you never actually looked at. So the first step to making sure you are ready to thrive is to see where you currently are and to ensure that you do not overspend. Now is the time to either create or review your budget. Knowing where your money is going helps you to prepare for and adjust to tough times ahead. So how do you start? Well, start by looking at how you actually spend your money and figure out what you can cut out entirely. Then once you have identified what you can cut out, put what you must have left and what you want to have into what your budget is. Once you have the budget, continue to evaluate it every month to see where you can do better. What expenses can be managed better or maybe removed altogether? There are plenty of spreadsheets online that can help with this, but personally I found your best friend will be in Excel. Excel should be your best friend when it comes to anything having to do with finances. You can use it to keep track of things 
and to help predict where you're going if you make choice A, B, or C. Right now is the time to think about where you want your budget to be for not just a worst case scenario, but also for the best case scenario. By reducing your spending, you'll have money to prepare for extra expenses due to inflation and the recession in numerous other ways. But you will also have money to take advantage of opportunities as they come. Distinctly classify your expenses into needs, wants, and luxuries. Try to reduce your wants, definitely reduce your luxuries, in order to reduce your expenses. If possible and necessary, downgrade your lifestyle by a notch or find a better way to pay for that lifestyle you want. Now that you have a budget, make sure you contribute more to your emergency fund. Expect disruptions to your business, your income, um, or any other way you get money during a recession and be ready to float expenses as needed. Because it's critical to keep a minimum of 20% and preferably 30% of your net worth in cash as emergency funds. Something easy to get to, but it does take time. Something you can use to cover expenses as needed. So pay attention to increasing your savings before an approaching recession. Check options of low cost borrowing. Using your insurance linked portfolio or personal investment portfolio for emergency funds might be an option but try not to use credit cards. And as always, it is recommended to have a minimum of three months salary or living expenses and up to six months where possible in your emergency fund. Now, I know it sounds like a lot of money, but try not to be overwhelmed in thinking about reaching that target. It might take you a little longer than others, but that's okay. As long as you continue to move forward, you're doing good. The truth is, even once the recession is officially announced, the real impact is going to take a while to set in. I mean, we're seeing some minor impacts right now, but there's more impacts to come. And if you prepare now, you'll be ready for those. Use the time between now and then to stock up on money to manage emergencies, a potential layoff, or a reduction in salary, as well as develop ways to cover other needs. And once you've slimmed down your extra expenses, build your savings account. Balance over the next few months to, by setting up an automatic transfer on a regular basis. If you lose your job or have tr car troubles or need money for some other emergency, you'll have that emergency fund. And if you end up not needing it, well, even better. At least you'll have a nice nest egg that you could use in an emergency in the future to cushion any further issues down the line. But you can't do any of it until you pay down your high interest debt. Try, but paying off that debt's important because the rates are just gonna go up. If you're in debt, do everything you can to pay it down before rates climb to even higher rates. Pay down credit card debt or any high interest rate you might have. If something were to happen to your job, you'll feel less underwater if you owe less money. While paying down your debt, be sure to keep an adequate cushion to pay home loans, personal loans, and car loans, of course. It is best to avoid leveraging in a high interest rate environment. Charging to a credit card should be the last resort since the interest rate is high. 
but it could dig you out of a hole if you really need to. If you do have to use a credit card, pay that thing off as soon as possible. If you pay down your credit card, you'll owe less and have more money available to put towards your emergency fund. Because during this time period, cash is king. So accumulate and hold as much cash as possible, up to 30% of your holdings, or enough to pay for six months of bills, whichever is more, of course, and keep it in an easily accessible interest-bearing account. Next, enhancing your employability. How do you do this? Well, learn a language, learn a skill. Learn something that is in demand in your industry to make your position more valuable to your employer. Or it might be time to look at a new industry. Add more value to your employer and clients, making them think that you are irreplaceable. Enhance your professional image by improving your social media presence and by connecting and engaging and with thought leaders in your industry. Become that leader in your industry. It's also a good time to keep a check on your spending habits. I mean, keep in mind, we need to look to plug leaks of income, such as our home internet plans, cable subscriptions, weekly grocery, grocery expenses, so much more. And use this ability to educate your kids on spending habits. Because if you educate them now, while times aren't as great as they could be, they'll be set when times get better. And needless to say, it's important to maintain your usual investments. Whether you are already, whether you already have a pension or investment portfolio in play, try to maintain your contributions. Continue to look toward the future and make sure you have the best financial future possible. It can be intimidating to put money into investments while a recession is looming, while the stock market is crashing. But keeping up with these, it'll benefit you in the long term, particularly when you are investing regularly. Remember that investing in the stock market, it's a long-term game. Also during volatile times, try to avoid checking your performance each day because all you're going to do is panic yourself. If the market takes a turn for the worse, the first half of 2022 was one of the worst since 1964. Consider writing it out for any upswings. Remember, the market going down is a great opportunity to get more stock for your money at a bargain rate. Don't be panic selling. You don't want to exist. You don't want to exit an investment strategy at the wrong time or price point. So if you don't need to get out right now, don't get out. The stock market, it bounces. It's going to be high. It's going to be low. So just because it's low, as long as the business that it belongs to isn't going under, it's going to bounce back up. And always diversify your portfolio. Diversify into assets such as equity, fixed income, real estate, and cash instruments because one, the diversity will reduce the effect of the recession, and secondly, it's always nice to have additional income. Your portfolio should include, of course, stocks and bonds, 
but also don't forget silver, gold, crypto, real estate, and numerous other options that are out there. The more diverse your portfolio is, honestly, the safer you are. And this will allow you to spot and grab opportunities as they come up. A recession is the best opportunity to buy assets because you will find abundant distressed sales in the market. Recessions, they've happened many times before. So we have the opportunity to learn from the past. Fledging businesses should understand the unique demands of their industry during this economic climate. So research what happened in your industry in the past and the competition during previous recessions. Is your industry traditionally hit hard during an economic downturn? Or are there key areas of development that you can be taking advantage of to help your business survive? If there is, make sure you take advantage of it. And make sure you have the money in order to grab those opportunities as they come up. So with that, we once again come to the end of this episode. Thank you for joining us for Finding Our Freedom. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends and family about our show. And remember to follow us on Facebook at Finding Our Freedom. Thanks again. Now go out and design your perfect life.